What do plants need to grow? Soil, sunlight, and water. The real question, what do you need to grow? Hi, Ed. This is Tech. Real talk, real teachers, real tech leaders, and concrete next steps for upskilling your career. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Ed. This is Tech. I'm your host, Anna, joined as always by Rob. Rob. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining again. It's great to be here. And today we're really excited to be talking everything sales, which is something I continue to learn more and more about every day as a marketer. I feel like I think of sales as one thing. And then we have these conversations and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is actually such a cool career. And I I just learned so much. So I'm super excited. So I'm going to intro our transitioning teacher, who is Lynn Akers. She is a special education teacher in Arkansas which I love. I went to school in Mississippi and my mom's from Louisiana. So big fan of that area, but it's really nice to have you here, Lynn. Awesome. And yeah. And then Rob, do you want to intro our leader that we have on the call? Yes, of course. Very excited for today's call. And we have Aaron Farrell with us, uh, the Director of Sales Development at PowerSchool. Uh, quick little background, Aaron and I did uh, meet each other after the PowerSchool and uh, Schoology acquisition. Uh, we had a chance to talk briefly at the National Sales uh, event back before COVID. Um, so Aaron, thank you again for, for joining today. It's great to reconnect with you. Um, and I'll turn it over to you for a, a deeper introduction on your part. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you having me on. Excited to be here and, and talk about what's a, a major passion of mine, which is helping people transition careers. Uh, sales development, obviously an entry level sales role into to ed tech. And I know we'll get into that in this podcast. A little more about me. I've worked at PowerSchool for about three years. Uh, in fact, next month is my three year anniversary. And before that, I had eight years in e-commerce sales. Uh, and a lot of my career between that company and, and power school has really been on creating career pathing opportunities for sales reps, uh, helping them achieve their maximum success, helping people promote. And we're doing that today at power school. We're helping teachers transition into power school and helping them grow their careers and, and see their future in ed technology. So really glad to be here today. And can I ask a awesome. question? Because awesome. I see so many roles from power school in the sales area, but you guys, you know, you also bring on a lot of companies under the sphere too of Power School, and so I'm just so impressed with the breadth of what Power School does. And I guess I'm curious, from your perspective, what are some of the biggest sales lessons to teachers coming into Power School with such a diverse product set? Yeah, that's that's a good place to start. I, I think, you know, when we really talk about selling technology you know, what most teachers then come to realize in our first conversation is that they're selling all the time in the classroom. They're selling their students, they're selling the parents on their methodology, and and they're always in that face-to-face -face interaction, learning how to overcome obstacles, having a plan and having it go completely haywire and needing to come up with a new plan. Like that is what sales, true salespeople do all day, every day. Um, they also learn that they are consultative sellers in the classroom, right? They consider somebody else's point of view and they consider somebody else's background and they try to tailor the conversation and their educational plan to that person's unique um, set of skills to try to help maximize the outcome for the student. So in a lot of ways, 
after a little bit, they realize like, wow, uh, actually I have a fantastic background in makeup for sales. And as it relates to the technology, it's really a matter of just giving someone the tools to understand the different pieces of technology that we have, which is acquired over time and letting them kind of grow into the role. So they may not be very well equipped out the gate to sell all, we'll just say 10 of our or 11 of our major products, but we start them with one or two and we build the rest of the power school story with them over a period of time. And it's typically, I'd say about 90 days is what we look at as far as like having the tools and resources to be able to do their, their job. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it really does. And as you were talking to, I saw Lynn, she was nodding along, especially with the selling to parents. And I guess like, I'm curious, Lynn, from your perspective, like what attracts you to sales and, and, and what are some of your goals with going into this? I think, I mean, a lot of what he said is kind of what has attracted me towards that. I've been looking to transition out of the classroom specifically over the past few years. I think you all know it's been quite rough for us. Um, But yes, I do feel like, especially in my role, I'm constantly selling learnings to students. And I have a very wide range of students where I'm at now. I have from kids who are... um, who are nonverbal all the way up to students who are in their twenties and transitioning into careers. So I really um, have to sell to them their education Um, when, and the maximizing student outcomes, that is my biggest, um, that that's exactly what I want to do. I want to maximize everything that they can to get with me because we only have them for so long. Um, and I think sales, sales has always just kind of been an interest of mine. Um, something that my husband has always done is sales. And so it's, it, you know, getting to talk, I'm like, oh, yeah, my job's like that, too. You know, even though we don't completely get each other's jobs, we have so many similarities. And I, I try to point that out to him, although he's a no, I don't want to be a teacher. But <laughs> I think that's more what um, attracts me to sales. I think that's a, a great segue here then to, to pose the question, uh, to then pose the question over to you, Aaron, with PowerSchool is such a large organization. I'm sure you manage several folks. You probably interview a lot of people for a lot of different openings and sales and the SDR end of it. What are some things you look for during an interview out of, let's maybe say a teacher interested in this transition and then B, what do you look for in general from everyone? Yeah, good, good question. So, I learned the hard way, I think in my early years in, in management, when you're looking at a resume, you're like looking for relevant experience and really making sure the resume was like tailored to your particular role. And you know, we'd get really caught up in that. And then we'd get into interviews and really press them on like technical aspects of the job and, you know, full transparency, right? Leaders have a real narrow view of what they think leadership is when they start. And then over the the, the amount of time you spend interviewing people, I think you start to shape a a better vision of what a real good candidate looks like. So when I started in this role, I knew what I wanted right away. I wanted people that were great humans. So the number one thing I looked for is like the quality of the individual. And then there's a couple of things that right tie into that. Are they genuine? Are they transparent? Uh, Do they have the work ethic? And that word gets used a lot. And so I define it for the candidate as I'm looking for someone with work ethic who wants to be as efficient and productive as they can be in 40 hours in a week. I'm not looking for someone that wants to be a hero and work 60 to 80 hours a week. That's not what sales development is. We don't 
We don't work on overtime. I'm looking for someone that wants to be so focused and dedicated to improving themselves that they get more out of their 40 hours than somebody else. So that's kind of characteristic one. Uh, characteristic two, are you coachable and teachable? Everything I've learned in sales has been from somebody else who was better than I. Uh, and I learned real early on that like, if I had no ego and I was just open-minded to learning, I was going to get to the end result faster. And I look for people like that. And I ask questions along the interview process that kind of give me a sense of if someone is coachable or teachable or not. And lastly, it's, you know, we're customer facing. Are you someone that I would want to talk to or that people would want to talk to? Can you carry a conversation? Are you naturally inquisitive? Uh, are you more interested in what I have to say, the prospect? Or are you more interested in what you're pitching? If you're more interested in what you're pitching and you're a look at me person, you're not gonna be successful in this industry. If you're someone who's naturally curious about what's going on in somebody else's world, and you really wanna truly understand what, what their life is like so that you could potentially offer a solution to that problem, then you'll be great at what we do. And I think, again, teachers have a real natural segue for that because that's truly why they're in the profession they're in the profession to figure out how to to change the educational future of their students and their biggest pain point and frustration is that there's a million and one barriers to do that too many students in the classroom not enough support uh too many behaviors and you you just have how are you going to manage a classroom effectively with 28 students you're not so i know for me if i had to go to work every day and i couldn't see progress from what I knew was possible. I mean, I knew it was possible, but I couldn't see it because of all the barriers in my way and every day there's more barriers, then I would wanna change careers too in my job today. So, I mean, I know you mentioned, what do I look for in teachers versus others? It's the same for me. I'm looking for the same set of characteristics on both sides. And I think truly that that's what allowed us to have a very successful 2021 is by hiring people with that profile. Yeah, thanks for that for that breakdown there. You know, I've I've been saying for a while how similar teaching and sales is when it comes to, you know, you can't be a teacher and stand up there and say, I'm the best ever. It's all about me. You're not actually teaching or providing any type of service to the students, right? You have to go and execute and really help them grow and learn. And that's where I see a lot of overlap in my experience now with with sales. So thank you for, for bringing that up. That's that's really, really great to hear. Um, Lynn, kind of curious on your end, um, is are you learning how like sales is maybe different than what you first thought it was? Uh, yes, definitely. Have you been on any type of journey where like I was kind of nervous about sales or unsure, but like I, now that I learn more about it, I'm much more open to it. Has that been happening for you? Yes, especially. I mean, I've, I've just started, you know, jumping into transitioning this year, uh, probably around. Thanksgiving time. And so I'm learning a lot along the way <laughs> as far as, and I've talked to a couple, you know, sales leaders and uh, what they're looking for. And it's, I'm definitely learning a lot more and I've got a lot more transferable skills than I thought I did. Um, so I'm definitely learning a lot more about how the skills I have in my classroom is, is totally similar to, um, and a lot like Aaron was saying, um, looking for someone who can look at something from someone else's perspective. I mean, I think that's a big part of being a teacher. You've got so many students on so many different mindsets. It's like, let's look at it from their point of view and see what we can do to help. But that, that really stuck out to me when you said that. And so one of the really big things we try to do with this podcast is give you the opportunity to ask 
questions to someone like Aaron, who's in that role and is hiring teachers? Like, what are some questions you might have from where you stand now? Um, I think the biggest thing, uh, biggest questions is, um, and excuse me if I fumble over here, it's been a long day. <laughs> um, what, what could I do to learn more before interviewing you for interviewing with you before going into this job? Like what is something that would help me understand the processes more? Uh, Cause I mean, I know very well, I've been in teaching for so long. I know very much well, you know, especially as a special education teacher, IEP processes, testing processes, how does that transfer and how can I transfer those skills into sales? Because I know that stuff's going to be a little bit different, but what can I do to learn a little bit more about that? Yeah, that's a fair question. I, I mean, I usually ask, I usually flip around and I ask questions to the, to the person. I said, have you ever, you know, recommended a movie to someone that, you know, have you ever recommended a restaurant to somebody that, you know, like, yes. And yes. Right. And, and why do you do that? Right. Because you genuinely have something great to share that you think would be really relevant to, to them. So when you think about this, the sales process, right, how would you help prepare for your sales interview? I mean, there's really two things in, in technology sales that you have to be able to do. One is you have to have command of your material. And the second thing is you have to be able to navigate the technology stack. So from a technology stack perspective, you should be going to salesforce.com. You should be taking the trailblazer course to familiarize yourself with what a CRM looks like. Most companies use Salesforce. Even if they didn't, they'll use an applicable CRM and have an understanding of what that looks like and what goes in there. Number two, you should be going to an outreach.com, a salesloft.com. Again, these are our dial resources and how we talk to customers. And again, not that you need to be a master, but you should have familiarity with what that looks like and, and what the day-to-day -day is for people that are using those tools. There's a lot of phenomenal videos on salesloft.com as an example, that things would help you give you an idea of like what sales development reps are using it for. And then the product knowledge is going to come. That's what training is for. Like I don't expect somebody to know how to sell. I would want you to have an idea of how you would position a power school product to, let's say, the school district you're in today. Like, why not call and talk to your administrator and ask them about their pain points with some of the technology? Why not talk to your colleagues? Why not even talk to somebody at the district office? You have that relationship, get a good idea of like what their day-to-day -day is like, where are the technology stack holes? And then in a theoretical world, you could literally mock call with them. Like, okay, so let's say I was working for PowerSchool and I was selling this product. Like, how would I do that? Uh, what would be the things that you would need to hear? What would be important to you? You could walk into that interview extremely well-prepared and you'd be surprised if some teachers be amazingly well-prepared for these interviews. And then people that despite all these resources really didn't spend the time doing the homework and it shows. So if you do the preparation, it'll show. Yeah. And that, that's where I'm, I don't know where to look for a lot of this preparation. So that answered my question really well. Yes. <laughs> very good. And some of the ones I have applied to in the past, I know the product really well, but I don't know. And like you said, some of the processes and these websites are definitely going to help. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, those are those are great tips, Aaron. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, you know, I curious, Aaron, on your end. So I've been looking at and I've been talking with a lot of transitioning teachers and 
this application process is a lot like just being an SDR, right? Like you're doing some prep work, you're researching companies, you're researching roles, you're reaching out, right? So you're doing outbound through an application. I think the best of the best are actually also actually reaching out via email, LinkedIn, you know, trying to stand out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, you're trying to get time, right? On an interview and, and then also like a discovery call. And essentially inter the, tr the teachers are trying to sell themselves, right? And at the end of the day, someone in management like you or I, we're evaluating, well, is this person able to bring value, right? And, and right. so are they able to help the company? Um, so I kind of see a very like mirror image of trying to interview and get a new role and also the SDR work. So a lot of these transitioning teachers are already doing SDR work. I just don't think they realize it. And that's just my, my opinion, but let me kind of pause there and kind of see what your thoughts are on like that mirror image of the same type of work and efforts. Oh, a hundred percent. That was actually a really great way to, to frame and visualize the conversation, you know, like the process in, in a way that I think candidates are listening to this call um, and Lynn would really appreciate is, you know, as a sales leader, because we get prospected all the time for product, um, I get I get called daily about a company wanting to sell me a piece of technology. And I've had some really great prospecting efforts. I've had people send some personalized videos and I've had some really interesting things and I, I've, I've used those with my own team. And I, I didn't necessarily, I'm not in the market to buy a product, but I literally just stole what they what they did, shared it with my team, right? And we're, we're using it now. Uh, when a candidate really does their homework and is prepared and well thought out, it shows. And it definitely, you know, I'll take the time to, to speak with them. Sometimes we've gotten them into roles that were not sales development. They were a great human and they had a great skill set. They wanted to come work for power school, but they reached out. It was like, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I think what Anna mentioned is your job board's overwhelming. There's so many options on the job board. I don't, I don't necessarily know what the right fit is. And, you know, especially last year, I spent a lot of time just talking with educators about where they needed to, to fit into our company or where they should look at. So it's a really, it's, it's a lifelong process, right? I think that in any successful endeavor, if you do your homework, you tend to have a better outcome. Um, I think that's why we teach littles, littles to do their homework. <laughs> Now, now I know what my mom and dad were trying to explain to me on why it was important to do your homework, because that idea of preparation helps you execute when the time comes. And that's really what the interview process is. You don't prep, you can't execute. It's funny that you bring that up too, because there's like this, I remember on the marketing side, you know, I've, I've worked with salespeople who do that, like spray and pray. And they do that on marketing too, that you send out like so many hits and you're trying to just like hope that there's a bite, right? That you're like, someone's got a bite. If I email like these 1200 people, this, this, oh, you mean the worst, laziest prospecting effort ever? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But Love that. It happens on the, I'm not throwing sales under the bus. It happens on the marketing side too. Oh, I'm throwing sales under the bus. I just want to make you, I want to make clear on this podcast, whoever's listening, like, yeah, we have salespeople to do that. And, and it makes everyone cringe. It, it diminishes the value of an actual message. And it's not as effective, right? As the folks that are doing the, the work, like the real homework. That, I mean, that's what marketing should do. Marketing should scale those messages. I, that's absolutely their role. Um, sales, that's, that's not. That's not the way to, to get results. 
But it's funny because we were just talking about the similarities to the application process. And I think that that's something too that can be taken from sales. It's like, it's really about those consultative one-on-one conversations when you're trying to find that position too, that I meet so many people, people that they're like, I applied to 200 jobs this week. And I'm like, whoa, how did you network and right. develop a cover letter and update your resume? Like it, it's too much. Right. And I think that that's a, it's a sales tactic we can learn from of being consultative and really focusing on creating value through one-to-one interactions. A hundred percent. I mean, if someone tells me they applied for 200 jobs, that that's great. That tells me you have a lot of ambition to go get something new, but you haven't found a way to really differentiate what you're looking for. So how, how do I know if I hired you, you'd even like it here. Exactly. I mean, the truth is like, you should really understand what each company's culture is. What, what, what does the career path look like? What does the training program look like? What things give you value in your career? Cause you want to go to a company and be successful. So if that, if your values match up with their values, then great, you got a great fit. And that's ultimately what, you know, there's so much investment that goes into higher development and training. You want it to be a good fit. Both sides are trying to figure that out. Yeah. It's hiring is so expensive. And that's what I, I tell transitioning teachers. It's like, I saw data out there that it's like $90,000 on average to fill a new role with onboarding and recruitment and all of that. And it's, so the companies also want to make a good fit. So you really have to show why you're that right fit. And so Lynn, as you're hearing this, like what other questions are coming to mind for Aaron? Um, I do think it, and that's where I've kind of struggled with too, is like you said, there's a lot of different positions out there. And that's where I've struggled with too, is what, what position am I a good fit for? I know that's where we have such a hard time as a teacher is we know we're, we're good at teaching, but we're obviously struggling at this time. So how can we narrow it down and figure out where we're a good fit and know where to apply? Because I mean, I've been there where it's like, I scroll through hundreds of job openings and that, but I don't know what I should apply for, what's worth my time. You know, I might be interested in this company, but do I even know enough about it to, to apply? Um, And how do I know if I'm a good fit for this position? Yeah. I think, Rob said it best too. I think it's that direct connection of like reaching out and and not thinking that you're bothering someone. If you're really intentional with why you're reaching out to a hiring manager to have a conversation, at the least I would do is direct you to the right person, right? If you want to have a conversation and, and if you reached out to me on LinkedIn and you said, hi, Aaron, I'm really interested in understanding more about what sales development is at power school. I've done some homework on sales development. I, I think I'm interested. I understand the nature of the role, but I really want to get to know what sales development looks like at your company. Could you spare 15 minutes to, to, to chat? Like a very direct and specific ask. Only if, if I don't answer that question, I think that solves your, <laughs> your dilemma of whether or not you'd even want to consider power school. And I'd say that for any hiring manager. If you don't have 15 minutes, for someone that might want to invest years of their life in your company, then you don't deserve them. All right. Very good. <laughs> Thank you for that. That really helps. <laughs> I Well, I also just want to add to, I appreciate hearing you say that because so many of the transitioning teachers I meet and, you know, it's really tough being in the classroom right now. And there's this sense of like, oh, is there even value in my skill set or in my time? Like, is it okay to ask people for time? And I love Aaron to hear you say like, 
yes, companies should give you that, right? If you are looking to really commit to them. And I think it's just, it's a really empowering thing to hear. Well, let's, let's be real about hiring, right? In 2022, every company knows it's competitive, but how many leaders are willing to go the extra mile to make sure that they are invested in the people that coming and work for them? Or do they just expect talent acquisition to do all of it? In my company, talent acquisition has to serve many different departments. They do an incredible job, honestly, for, for the resources they have, the time they have, they're doing an incredible job recruiting across the board. The truth is, if I wasn't out in front trying to meet more people, and I didn't do that back at the start of 2021, we wouldn't be where we are today. That's not to toot my own horn. It's just to say, people recognize genuine and real. So if they see that the leader of the department is out and truly is looking for someone great to come work for them, and that person is looking for that type of company, well, then guess what? We found the right fit because I was willing to do that. And again, I'm proud of the people we've gotten into other departments and other companies. I, I have I have three people that come to mind who we didn't get I, that, I, that are on my LinkedIn and I'm still connected to them. And in some small way, I hope that they fail, they, not that they fail at their company, but they decide they wanna come work for me anyway, um, because I really loved the conversation in the interviews and they didn't end up at power school. But if they asked me even for a recommendation, even though I've never worked with them, the conversation in the interview process was so genuine. I, I truly wish them the best success at their new companies because uh, they're just incredible humans. So I just I just think people miss that whole part about, about hiring, the investment that's on the candidate side to try to get the job. And they can smell out when the company's not invested. Yeah, and you, you added something in there too that we've spoken maybe once or twice on this podcast, but I'm going to actually dig dig real deep into it. The bulk of transitioning teachers I've been having conversations with are looking for CS and implementation. And I think there's more candidates than openings. And I think mm -hmm. it's coming down to like the why and the, the I want to help, I want to nurture, I want to drive adoption, I want to change and impact students. And I feel like you can get that also in sales. That's that's what drives me. And I think folks should start to become more open to that role. Simply, as you said, you can get in and grow and migrate over to departments when the time is right. And when you've, you know, when you've succeeded in the role that you were given, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation on, t on sales and like the consultive t side of it that you mentioned too. Yeah, I, I would, I mean, emphasize too, like I'll just additional background. Like I went to school to be a teacher. I ended up as a recreation professional. I was doing all the youth and adult sports programs in a little town called Chico, California. Like I didn't have this vision of like being a sales professional. That was not it at all. What was my perception of sales? What most people are. Use car and telemarketer. Like those are the two things that everybody thinks about. Well, no one wants that job. I don't think anyone wants either of those jobs. That's not a, like I went to school and on you know career day, I got up in front of the classroom and said, I want to go be a telemarketer. So excited to call a bunch of people about something they don't want and they hang up on me. So I think that's why, to your point, Rob, like sales gets a bad rap because that's but that's all people know. And then when they educate themselves on truly what it is, 
the impact you can have if you truly give someone the thing that they need they didn't know they need you just made a customer for life a friend for life like you made their life so much better and we know people that do this a great real estate agent helps you find the house for you right and there's bad realtors too but there's great ones that like really scour the market help position your offer and like you end up in the house of your dreams right and we, we sing the praises of these people all the time or the restaurant experience where you go to that nice, fancy, you know, restaurant and the, the server truly took extra time to figure out exactly what you wanted and what pairs with what, and your water glass is full all the time. Like that's sales. It didn't feel like sales. They weren't doing the, do you want fries with that thing? They truly were like there for your best interest. And and that is who our best salespeople are at PowerSchool. I have three SDRs who all started last year, all transitioned from the classroom, all could have promoted into sales roles this year, all had an opportunity to go work in our strategic sale, uh, a new strategic sales development position to work with districts, 50,000 students and greater, and they're crushing it. They're phenomenal at what they do. I, they're probably the best prospectors we have in our company because it's all they focus on. And the strategic sales team who didn't have sales development reps last year are eternally grateful that they're there. But if you had asked all of them before they started, if they were interested in current sales, they all would have said like, no, they, they, they didn't even know sales was a thing. They just had heard power school was a great place to work. So what if I, as the hiring manager had looked at, well, you're not really that interested in sales. No, it was more, we uncovered that through conversations and bringing them into the team. So I, I know it's a long winded all- answer, but. I, oh, that's great. Yeah. I love great. that answer. I was just going to say, so I just want all the transitioning teachers who are listening to this right now to like really hear that sales can be such a powerful platform to grow right on and to develop your skill sets into like really grow within companies, right? Like Power School, which is a phenomenal company to work for. I've heard just amazing things. So thank you both so much for your time today. Aaron, where can people find you or follow along with what your team is doing at Power School? LinkedIn's a, a great place to, to be. Um, just to, today or in the last 24 hours, uh, my batch of crazies, have, you know, like a couple of them got President's Club awards and they got a, earned a free trip, well-deserved to President's Club in 2022. So, you know, they're out there posting their, their gratitude and it's a good place to kind of get connected to, to our group. A lot of them make themselves available as well uh, to transitioning teachers. So don't take my word for it. A lot of times I say, like, talk to the people on my team and they'll tell you exactly what they experienced. And, you know, I'm willing to, to stand by our culture and, and our brand and the people that are in our department. So LinkedIn's the best place to start. If I get 182 messages off of this podcast, you might want to give me a little bit of grace on response time, but I promise I will get back to you. Uh, but that's the, probably the best place to be, Anna. Fantastic. And Lynn, where can any teachers who are also interested in sales and maybe connecting and networking with you, where can they find you? Uh, I'm, I'm actually fairly new to LinkedIn, but yes, I am on LinkedIn and that's probably the best place to reach out to me. Thank you.